This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The manhunt for one of two suspects in a stabbing rampage in Saskatchewan is now in its third day. One suspect was found dead. As Dan Karpinchuk reports, 10 people were killed and 18 others wounded in the attacks Sunday. An intense manhunt for the two suspects, Damien and Miles Sanderson, began early Sunday morning after reports began coming in to police of multiple stabbings on the James Smith Cree Nation, about 120 miles northeast of Saskatoon. Arrest warrants were issued for the brothers, both in their 30s, and the alert was extended to the neighboring provinces of Alberta and Manitoba. Police investigators were looking at no less than 13 separate crime scenes on the reserve, as well as the nearby town of Weldon. By Monday afternoon, the body of one of the suspects, Damien Sanderson, was found on the reserve. Here's Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Saskatchewan. His body was located outdoors in a heavily grassed area in proximity to a house that was being examined. Blackmore says the other suspect, Miles Sanderson, is still the target of a manhunt. He faces three counts of first-degree murder. Miles Sanderson, Damien's brother, may have sustained injuries. This has not been confirmed. But we do want the public to know this because there is a possibility he may seek medical attention. Meanwhile, condolences have been pouring in to the James Smith Cree Nation from Native and political leaders across the country, all describing the attacks as horrific and shocking. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau also called it heartbreaking. My thoughts and the thoughts of all Canadians are with those who've lost loved ones and with those who are injured. Trudeau also said he told leaders at the Reserve that federal resources will be there in this time of crisis. The James Smith Cree Nation has asked for privacy. Four of the injured remain in critical condition in hospital. For National Native News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk. A federal judge in South Dakota has declined to stop Lyman County's November 2022 commission election, even though he found it will violate the Voting Rights Act. Victoria Wicks has more. Judge Roberto Lang has issued a limited preliminary injunction for the Lower Burrell Sioux Tribe in its battle for fair districting in Lyman County. The tribe first approached the Lyman County Commission in October 2021 to break up the county's single voting district that has historically resulted in the defeat of Native candidates, a system that violates the Federal Voting Rights Act. Almost 47% of the population of Lyman County is Native. After almost a year of negotiations and court hearings, county commissioners approved an ordinance on August 22nd that establishes a non-reservation district with three commission seats and a reservation district with two candidates to be elected in 2024. An earlier proposal would have left the tribe waiting until 2026 for its second seat to be filled. In his order issued September 2nd, Judge Lang said this latest ordinance is more palatable than the previous one, but it still leaves this November's election in violation of the Voting Rights Act. Lower Brule leaders wanted the 2022 election to be canceled, with a special election held in early 2023. Judge Lang said that proposal was not workable. Lang suggested that the 2022 election could be legally held by electing three of those six candidates using the two new commission districts the county approved in August. The two native candidates would run against each other in one district for one seat, and the four white candidates would compete for two seats in the other district. However, Lang said neither party approved of that solution, and both sides have now said it's too late to make changes for the upcoming election. To ensure federal protection of Native voters in future elections, Judge Lang enjoined Lyman County from modifying its new ordinance until after the 2030 census. I'm Victoria Wicks in Rapid City, South Dakota. And I'm Antonia Gonzalez. 
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support for law and justice-related programming provided by Hobbs, Strauss, Dean & Walker, a national law firm dedicated to promoting and defending tribal rights for nearly 40 years. More information available at HobbsStrauss.com. Support by Ameren, the 100% tribally owned insurance partner working with tribal governments and enterprises to provide effective commercial insurance coverage, strengthen Native American communities, protect tribal sovereignty, and help keep dollars in Indian country. Info at Ameren.com. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.